Welcome to episode nine of the Adelaide Connected podcast. We spoke with an international arrow, Nicola Stellfox. What do you think, Jared? I thought it was great because for those of you who have been listening to Peter and myself uh, over the past eight episodes, we're very pro-South Australian, which is the whole purpose of this. But I think the good thing about Nicola, she's come from um, the UK, then New South Wales, then South Australia. We asked the questions of, you know, where can we get better? Like, what do we need to do? And the most amazing thing about her responses is everything she said is fixable and it's constructive and they're practical things that will make us better and everything that we can do to to make our city more livable is a bonus. But let's be honest, how much does she love South Australia? Having come here right in the middle of COVID to where she is now. Without even living here or visiting the city. And I also learned about regional visas because I had no idea about how we are seen as a, a regional part of Australia when it comes to people deciding to live in Australia. That's a big thing, like especially from those overseas. They have a short-term option, especially in her line of work, that changes wherever you go around the country. I had no idea about that. Yeah. I don't know, something that can maybe be worked on as well, Jarrett. I think so. So this is a really good chat and she's got a really nice bubbly personality. I want to be her friend. So <laughs> She's great. Uh, yeah, awesome. Uh, let's get into episode nine of the Adelaide Connected podcast. Uh, please make sure you share this on your social media. Tell your friends about it as well. We're having a great time doing it. Let us introduce you to Nicholas Del Fox. Welcome Nicola to this podcast. We're so excited to have you on here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a very exciting time. We have um, someone who has a different sounding voice to everybody else that we have spoken to. I mean this in the nicest way possible because you are an international arrow who has decided to move their life over to Australia, but it wasn't specifically Adelaide to start off with. So talk to us a little bit about why you're in the country and how you got to Adelaide. As you can tell, I'm not from around here. I have got a very Northern English accent. I'm from Manchester. And I decided to move to Australia in uh, 2018, January 2018, I I moved to Sydney and I do recruitment. So I've always done recruitment. I specialise in digital marketing, started in the UK and then brought those skills over here. And within three weeks of being in Australia, I always knew that I wanted to stay. I was like, right, okay, I've got to get sponsorship. I've got to find a route to PR, like, let's do this. So um, I was living and working in Sydney, doing recruitment. I was actually doing... Um, internal talent acquisition for a little bit and then it was during COVID and then unfortunately in Sydney and some of the other metro states so Melbourne and Brisbane recruitment is only considered a short-term skill so you only get a visa for four years so my time was coming to an end my partner was on my visa so it was all on me and um, we didn't want to leave Australia so we were you know stuck as as to what to do um so we knew that we didn't want to go back to the UK like it was COVID like the UK was just an absolute shambles Mm. like you know we want to stay here long term we want to you know have kids here we want to you know settle buy a house here so we looked at our different options and our option was to go to a regional area of Australia where recruitment is considered a long-term skill and um you know, you can get a regional visa, which is for five years, and after three years, you can apply for permanent residency. So we were looking at different regional states. Um, so all of South Australia is classed as regional, as you know, um, Northern Territory, um, WA, and then obviously there's regional parts of Queensland and New South Wales, but those areas don't really offer much in terms of, um, you know, 
work and, and, and jobs. So there isn't too much there. So it really was between South Australia, WA and Northern Territory. And for us, we just had a look at, you know, what all three have got to offer and South Australia just ticked more boxes. So we'd never been here before, but we just decided to up sticks and, and move. And, and tell us, Nicola, like your move, you sort of had to make a choice in terms of staying in Australia yeah. and those options. I mean, was your first thought, OK, we'll give South Australia a go? Did you envisage yourself staying here? When I first arrived. So to be honest, it was a pretty traumatic start. Um, as, I told, as I said, it was during COVID. So we were all in lockdowns. We had to apply for um, a rental um, property so we could get a rental agreement. So then we could apply for a border pla- pass and a police check. So it was all very rushed and um, yeah, quite stressful. So um, that was, you know, and obviously we were having to move not by choice so again it just kind of tainted it a little bit um, with a bit of a negative shine but then we got here we had to do two weeks hotel quarantine which again wasn't great it wasn't the best start to our you know new life in South Australia but I remember sitting in the Pullman, just looking out into into the into the square, like looking at um, Piri Street, and I was like, "I wonder what is beyond there." Like, I can't wait to see it, and I can't wait to explore. So that's literally your first South Australian experience yeah. of being in the hotel yeah. for two weeks before even yeah. let's have out. a look into the city that we now live in. So you. You went in blind to yeah, South Australia. Literally, yeah. Wow. I know. And we couldn't even deter off the route because we had a police escort from the border straight to the Pullman. <laughs> so what are some of the things that you research when you are preparing to move to a city without knowing it to, to make yeah. you know that this is the place that you want to live? Because I think that will be really interesting for the listeners to go, what's appealing about South Australia for someone that's not visiting but literally moving here? Yeah. So a big one, first of all, was work. So having a look at what opportunities there were for both me and my partner. Um, Second of all was what are the beaches like? Um, Obviously, coming from England, you know, we really wanted to live next to a beach. And that's, you know, why we're in Australia. Um, And then just other things, you know, like lifestyle, nightlife, restaurants, um, you know, public transport routes. Um, So, yeah, just, just all things like that, really. Do we then, as South Australians, take what we have for granted and what we see as our day-to-day to go, oh, I can't be bothered going to the beach because I don't want to walk five minutes or traffic was crazy today because it took 23 minutes instead of the 20. Like, yeah. I, I feel sometimes when I see people that visit here or have decided to move here, they get so excited about the stuff which is just is yeah. our everyday life and you have to take a step back and go, oh, yeah, yeah. we got we – got, we, We've got a fair bit we take for granted. Yeah, like like I said, you know, like we, we had to move somewhere, but I'm actually so glad that we made the decision to move to South Australia because I actually don't see envision myself living anywhere else but here now. Everything's just so accessible. You know, you've got the beach and the city like 20 minutes apart. You can go from the beach to the Barossa Valley within under an hour. Um, you can be in the hills within, you know, 20 minutes. Everything is just on your doorstep and there's just so much there to to experience so yeah like when people complain about a 20 to 30 minute drive I'm like are you crazy like Mm. you know if you were in Sydney that is you're only getting out of the city in like 20 to 30 minutes and then you've got you know get beyond that so yes can I tell you a radio thing very quickly the when you talk about the commute and how different it is so in in Adelaide radio the 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 peak time of listening is eight till nine uh, a.m because of school Mm drop-off 
But in Sydney, the strategy behind radio is so different because everybody's in their cars from about 5.30am and that's when they start their commute. So the mentality is so focused on the fact that everybody's frustrated in Sydney at 5.30 in the morning because they're in their cars. Even then, there's still a lot of traffic. But South Australia is like, yeah, yeah. If we've got to drop the kids off at school at 8.40, we can leave at 8. We'll be fine, no problem. And I'm sure that would have been the case in the UK when you were living there as well. So what I find is really interesting, Nicola, is you've gone from this really unknown, almost borderline tainted experience, like you said, to now you're in this place where you feel like you're in one of the best places in the world. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's beautiful. You know, you've got gorgeous beaches, gorgeous hills, all the wine districts, you've got amazing restaurants all the festivals and the people are generally really nice you know everyone does have time for you it's really quite close-knit and very community um focused so you know it's really easy to meet people and, and build a network here I find I guess being in recruitment as well you would have a natural talent to network and communicate with individuals so you would meet a lot of people in Adelaide too what do you what do you do to network when you're not working um, so to be honest, I'm not, I don't go out as much as I used to. Like I am a bit of a, a house hermit now. I love just staying at home with my two cats. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I'll, I'll go out to, yeah, like, like I said, I'll, you know, I'll go to restaurants, I'll go to bars, I'll go for walks. Um, I've joined, um, a fitness group where it's a group of women, um, mainly in the Brighton, Glenelg and Seacliff area. Um, and that's a really strong community as well. I've been doing that for 12 months now. And, you know, I know like all of the girls that, that go there, you know, I know their partners' names and I know their kids. I know, you know, stuff about their lives. So, yeah, and that was quite easy to just fall into. Like it didn't really take much effort for me to go out and do that. And, yeah, obviously with recruitment, I'm meeting people all the time, like day in and day out. So, yeah, like it's, it's, it's just so easy and natural to to go and meet people in, in Adelaide. Is that important for you too, that sense of community for someone that's that's been in Adelaide for 18 months? I think in some some cities and some um, ways of life, people are so focused and busy on what they're doing with their own lives, they don't have any time for community. And you're coming to a, a foreign city which you'd never been to before. Um, you need to make the connection. I've lived out of South Australia for 11 months. The first, first six months was the most challenging that I've experienced when it comes to meeting people and creating networks it was only until I got to the 12 month stage I'm like okay I found my little village but that first 12 months is really challenging so the sooner you can do that the better it is and I feel that Adelaide has a lot to offer in regards to community Absolutely. Like, you know, I've not got any family here. So, and, and, you know, I didn't know anybody moving here. Like, you know, with Sydney, I had a, a few friends from the UK there. So they were like my fallback. They were my, you know, my, my family network whilst I was still, you know, growing um, and meeting new people. So to come here and know not a single person is quite daunting but there's so much that you know Adelaide offers you know the committee of Adelaide for example you know an amazing um platform and opportunity to go and meet like-minded people who have moved here and they might not know anybody so you know they're in the same sort of shoes that you are in so it's easy to then bond over over things like that so if there is one thing that you could change as part of that visa process what would it be and why um, 
Just more clarity around the visas that are available to you. So, you know, there's 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 a lot of information on, you know, the government website, but it's not that clear. And it's also not really clear of, you know, the experience that you do need. So, you know, you have to work with an immigration lawyer, which can be quite costly. You know, they, they charge for their consultations. Um, and there's no... So, like, you know, I had no clue that after 12 months in being in Adelaide, I might be eligible for, you know, for PR. So... You know, if I if I'd had that information before, I might have done things slightly different. Um, So potentially a hotline, more information, more clarity. Yeah, well, and you know, even so, like when you know my visa is now in the the process, I'm waiting for an outcome. But um, there's you can't call the department and get an update on your visa. Like that's it. Once it's lodged, it's lodged, and you don't hear anything back until you get a decision on it. And it could literally, you know, it could be twelve, twenty four. Like I know someone who's been waiting over two years for a decision. Mm. Which is just it's just crazy. So an online update or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, or like a yeah, like a chat bot, like or somewhere yeah. where you know someone where you could speak, just speak to someone and get and get and get an update. Yeah, feedback. We are all about growth and improving here in not just South Australia but also the Adelaide Connected podcast, which we are continually um, growing and evolving. This is something that I haven't asked before because I'm very pro South Australia, but you've lived in couple of different cities what do we need to do better from your observations you've been here for 18 months and I feel that moving to a different city you have a look around you think this is great but far out they need to do this they need to be better how can we evolve and be better as a city and a state um so I think when I was looking and applying for rentals, I know at the time, obviously, it was unique because it was during COVID. But, you know, I, I must have applied for 20, 25 houses and they just kept getting rejected because I wasn't here on in on SA soil going viewing these places. So I wasn't an eligible candidate. Um, so and I know now, like, you know, we we were considering moving sort of at the back end of last year. So we went and looked at some places and there's just not that many rentals out there. And when you do go there's like 10, 15 people coming to view it. So it's really limited. So we need more, we need more houses. We need more, we need more rental accommodation. We need more shared um, accommodation for, you know, any students wanting to come here. Um, And it needs to be, you know, affordable. I know obviously the, you know, prices of everything are going up. My rent has gone up as well. Um, But, you know, I think, we're slowly sort of, you know, cost of living is is rising, and you know, I, I I go back to Sydney regularly for work, and I'm also in Melbourne as well. And things like coffees, they're the same price here that they are in Sydney. Food, it's the same price. Your gas, electric, you know, all of those balance out. The only thing is, you know, sort of rent. That's and house prices is still, we're still pretty, um, you know, on the lower end compared to the other states. Um, and I think public transport could be better. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, we've only got the one, you know, light rail, you know, line and, um, you know, with the train, you know, you can't tap on with a with a credit card, like you have to buy a physical ticket and then put it in the machine or you have to, you know, get a Metro card and, and top it up, which to me just seems a bit archaic, like how are we still doing that? So, yeah, yeah and I think the, the same on buses as well, like, you know, being able to just tap on onto a, onto a bus with your card. All very practical yeah. answers there, Nicola, which I'm sure lots of people think as well. So really appreciate your honest feedback in what you're telling us too. Now, you've had time here to have a think about your ideal South Australian weekend because you're South Australian now. We've adopted you. Oh, so you. you're just you're here. <laughs> I mean, it's a, 
I can't believe that you moved to a city without even looking at it. Like, <laughs> I love speaking to people like you because we're so different. I'm a creature of habit and I don't like getting uncomfortable. But you've gone, let's just do everything that makes us uncomfortable. So, um, have a have a think about now if you've got a weekend to spend with your partner and if you're taking your two cats out in their carry basket, that's fine. <laughs> What's an ideal South Australian weekend look like for you? Um, so on a Saturday, I'd go and work out with, with the girls, um, and start my day off with some exercise and then, you know, come back in the morning, maybe a beach walk or, you know, just a day at the beach. Brighton is my favorite, Mm -hmm. um, lunch or dinner somewhere. Um, and then, you know, in the evenings, just probably just going to my local pub, which is usually the Marion or Morphe Arms. Um, and then on a Sunday, I do like to get out and explore. So, um, you know, go on a road trip somewhere, whether it's to, you know, Horseshoe Bay or, you know, up the Barossa um, or, you know, down to like North Haven. So just exploring places where I've never been before and, you know, just seeing it for myself and experiencing it is, is what I like to do. I love that you like to get out and about and explore because there is so much to offer here in yeah. South Australia. So good on you, Nicola. What about, you know, we've got lots of festivals and everything coming oh, up. Yeah. You're looking forward to experiencing all that? Absolutely. Yeah. I was at the Fringe last year, which was my first experience. And it just the, how they put it up, like the architecture behind it is just absolutely incredible. Like walking through the city now, I can see them all putting the scaffolding up and I'm like, it's such a huge beast. It's just so impressive. And, yeah, like the talent and the shows that come through um, and just, you know, the buzz that is in Adelaide when it's on is just is just fantastic. So I'll definitely be going to see some shows. Um, and, you know, there's always new, um, you know, shows coming to the theatres as well, like beyond, obviously, you know, the festival season. You know, Hairspray has just been here, so and I'm a big fan of theatre, so, yeah. More, more of that, please. Well, that's great. We love having you here and uh, congratulations on your story so far. The, the good thing is that it continues here in Adelaide too. So thanks for your honesty and thanks for joining us on the Adelaide Connector podcast. Thank you so much.